Flawedcast number 63, Portraits in Civil Disobedience, Jesus Christ. Every time we turn our heads the other way, when we see the law flouted, when we tolerate what we know to be wrong, when we close our eyes and ears to the corrupt because we are too busy or too frightened, when we fail to speak up and speak out, we strike a blow against freedom and decency and justice. Each time a man stands up for an ideal, or acts to improve the lot of others, or strikes out against injustice, he sends forth a tiny ripple of hope, and crossing each other from a million different centers of energy and daring, those ripples build a current that can sweep down the mightiest walls of the oppression and resistance. Robert F. Kennedy. Flawedcast. Flawedcast! Get in the arena. Will with it, Will. Good morning, Jason. Hey, John. Hey, John. What up, gentlemen? What up, John? John is uh, John's out there. I uh, figured it was time to bring another friend with me again. We might all recognize this fine young lad from last week. We have Norm. Norm. What's up, Norm? What's up, Norm? Uh, I was trying to think of a creative way to say hello, but um, well, did you bring any beers? Brought coffee. Jeez. Actually, I felt so bad about my rant last week, and I appreciated so much what Norm had to say. I extended an invitation to him to join us again to hopefully give me a chance to redeem myself. So you're saying you didn't ask him back because he was good or anything, just you felt like you wanted to... I'm so offended, Bill. You just want to extend an olive branch to him because because of you. You made it about you, Bill. This is about Norm. He's talented. He I, brings a lot to the table. I'm trying to practice what we're going to be preaching here. Hey, Bill. Mm-hmm. Jeez, Bill. You know what, though? We're going to look past it because I love thy neighbor. Good. So anyway, want to welcome everyone to another fun-filled episode of Flawedcast. And uh, if you guys are still... You know what's great is this part's going to be shorter now. So go ahead. You get to leave a couple things out because they're no longer in existence. That's true. Oh, yes. Yeah. Boy, you're trying to get me going early today. Yeah. Well, so we've... <laughs> So instead of finding us on Parlor, where we had several thousand followers, you can now find us on MeWe, where we have John. <laughs> well, you know what? The truth of it is, Bill, is that I, I've seen it before. It happens all the time. You're closing the door. You leave the world behind. You're digging for gold. You're throwing away a fortune and feelings, but someday you'll pay. Is that a song about our government? Or, or sacrifice our followers? Uh, no, so, yes, this is shorter. You can find us on state-run Project Mockingbird, social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. <laughs> like I mentioned, we are on MeWe, where John is our follower. And we're also on Gab when I can get on it, because they're sure going to shut that down soon also. But nonetheless, you can still hear us everywhere. Podcast are, Spotify, Apple. We're currently on YouTube. and We're making eight uh, tracks. Bring it back. We were trying to. We're, well, we're pretty soon. That's all anyone's gonna be able to afford. So. Well, you know. Uh, anyway, so we are on Rumble, doing really well on Rumble, which means Rumble's about to end. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Maybe I should, we're on another video platform. Any platform you find us and we're doing well on it is probably got a short life. Yeah. Well, you know. Anyway, so. Boy, ain't that the fact. Jason. Willie. Do the... Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Folks, as always, we are going to uh, do the Pledge of Allegiance to the United States of America. And if you will take your right hand and place it over your left heart, we will get this show on the road. I, I pledge, pledge allegiance to, to the flag of the United States, States of America, America and, and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, 
with liberty and justice for all. I think we ought to keep this uh, episode short and sweet. Bring God back into your life and into this country or suffer the wrath. Your I, choice. Over. We're uh, gone. No, I agree with you. I, I will say this. So the, the, the whole impetus of this, and we're going to do a series, I think, Portraits and Civil Disobedience, because the response that I've been getting even after just a day or so of the last episode is, what do you do? So this episode is a response to some of the comments I got about our previous episode is, okay, now we are here. We have now come into this new era of life on planet Earth. What do we do about it? And to me, I think serious discussions need to be had and a realization and understanding needs to very soberly hit us. And the idea of civil disobedience and for me, the idea of civil disobedience, and even if you look at other people, they got, knowingly or not, their start here in the words of Christ. But it's important that we lay a foundation as to what civil disobedience is is and what it isn't. And I'm just going to say this up front. We are not calling for violence. We are not calling for... Listen, it doesn't matter if you say this. That's not the part they're going to play. I know. After they shoot us and they say, this is what these guys are talking about. This is what they said on their later podcast. They're not going to play that part, Bill. They're just going to play the word violence? Over right. and over again. Well, yes, but like Obi-Wan said to Darth Vader in Star Wars... No, that's a violent movie. You're obviously inciting a war right now. Strike me down now and I will become more powerful than you ever could imagine. So as are we you trying to say that you are Obi-Wan? No, I, I'd be happy to be a guy that just cleans out the stalls and the, the bar wherever they hang out at. Anyway, nonetheless. All right. So righty then. Jason, I want you to go ahead and read the definition of civil disobedience. So we have a, a sure will. place to start from. Civil disobedience, also called passive resistance, the refusal to obey the demand or commands of a government or occupying power without resorting to violence or active measures of opposition. Its usual purpose is to force concessions from the government or occupying power. Civil disobedience has been a major tactic and philosophy of nationalist movements in Africa and India, in the American civil rights movement, and of labor, anti-war, and other social movements in many countries. We can look back to gentlemen like Gandhi in India, Martin Luther King Jr. in America, even uh, Nelson Mandela in, in South Africa. The idea of civil disobedience, which is a non-violent movement of stating your opposition to the tyranny. And this is the most effective way of combating tyranny in this day and age. What you're really saying, Bill, here is that... Affirmative. That is correct. Affirmative. Effectively, we're talking about what's called a war of attrition. Now, Norm, can you tell us what a war of attrition is? Not only can, I will. War of attrition. A military strategy consisting of belligerent attempts to win a war by wearing down the enemy to the point of collapse through continuous losses in personnel and material. The war will usually be won by the side with greater such resources. The word attrition comes from the Latin root attitude to rub against similar to to the grinding down of the opponent's forces. Look at, look at the hip movement I got. Yeah, ignorant rich. So what we're talking about here is a methodical, peaceful, and relentless assault on non-violent measures to stand up against tyranny, which is where we're at right now. We can do this in a multitude of ways, but I feel like the actions aren't as important as the motives of our heart. And that's why we're going to begin to talk about Jesus and maybe look at him in a way that a lot of people have him before as a civil rights leader, which he— 
absolutely was. And once again, like I stated, every civil rights leader that you can think of, they one way or another, rather directly or inadvertently, took their cue from Jesus. So what I would like to do is to read a couple passages, some things he said, to help influence us and to try to get a general direction of where we are heading, what we need to understand, and where we need to go now that we are in this time and may God have mercy on us all. So, Johnny, go ahead, and if you can start with the scripture. Thank you, Sir Willow Will. I'll be reading from Matthew 5, verses 21 and 22 from the New International Version. It states, You have heard that it was said to the people long ago, You shall not murder, and anyone who murders will be subject to judgment. But I tell you that anyone who is angry with a brother or sister will be subject to judgment. Again, anyone who says to a brother or sister, Raka, is answerable to the court. And anyone who says, You fool, will be in danger of the fire of hell. I think that is a good place to start in regards to the attitude of our hearts. So we're going to continue on. Just I would just say, and this is hard. This is like really, really challenging because a lot of people, oh, they just kind of need to have their throat punched. <laughs> but... <laughs> Uh, we can't do that because we understand that Christ commands us and elevates the attitude of our hearts, especially towards those that we are in conflict or opposition with. So, Jason, next one. Matthew 5, 27 through 30, NIV. You have heard that it was said, you shall not commit adultery. But I tell you that anyone who looks at a woman lustfully has already committed adultery with her in his heart. If your right eye causes you to stumble, gouge it out and throw it away. It is better for you to lose one part of your body than for your whole body to be thrown into hell. And if your right hand causes you to stumble, cut it off and throw it away. It is better for you to lose one part of your body than for your whole body to go into hell. You know, the idea about adultery is obviously, you know, kind of what he's talking about in a sexual reference, but you can also lust and you can also desire after other things like power or wealth or <laughs> dominating people, tyranny. So last Sunday we were talking about that. We were talking about like with relationships and how there's always like unequal blame placed on certain things, but the very idea of of the lusting, you're already into the, the sin at that point in time. But that's like the slippery slope. We talk about how things are always, you know, preconditioning and setting things up. A lot of times, I don't think people realize that they're too far gone until it's point of no return at that point in time. Well, you don't know you're falling off the ledge until yeah. Yeah. mid-flight. <laughs> well, it's not the fall that kills you; it's the sun that stops at the bottom. So far, so good. All right, Normie. Matthew five thirty-eight through forty-two. You have heard that it was said, eye for eye and tooth for tooth, but I tell you, do not resist an evil person. If anyone slaps you on the right cheek, turn them the other cheek also. And if anyone wants to sue you and take your shirt, hand over your coat as well. If anyone forces you to go one mile, go with them two miles. Give to the one who asks you, and do not turn away from the one who wants to borrow from you. I know Jesus like came to fulfill the law, and he's all about grace, but he kind of raised the bar, didn't he? And that's why I think it's important that we talk about this. Love him to death, baby. Well, I mean, <laughs> yeah, effectively, but you know, like last week after you guys left, I, my buddy Jack Daniels and I hung out and we watched Braveheart. And all kidding aside, I watched that movie and, and saw it through a, a new lens. I'd never seen it before. And it just really affected me in a more profound way. Like we all watch Braveheart and we, you know, as guys, we feel like our spine stippens, our resolve gets a little more significant. But the reality of it is, is that like all the people that we will be speaking about in the future and in Christ, especially like there was a sacrifice that was paid to disobey and to go against tyranny. And this is something that we really need to consider. Even in the last week, just seeing some things that genuinely, I could tell you like, yeah, this is going to happen. But like actually seeing it happen is, and I mean, on a personal level, like things, I, 
I mean, just like directly affecting me and things and people I know and I'm involved with in regards to censorship, in regards to people losing their job for just simply having a thought or a difference of opinion. It startled me in, in a really profound way. But when Christ talks an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth, and he just says, you know, if someone smacks your cheek, turn the other. If someone says, you know, effectively, give me your jacket, then you give them your hoodie also. If, if somebody says, you know, go with me a mile, you go with them another mile. It's that idea. And this is where civil disobedience is so successful because you are loving, like Jason said, that person to death, but also the optics to people that aren't as invested, that are on the sideline. Like they start to see there is goodness and love being displayed to these evil people. And it sways the hearts of the masses. And that's why, you know, whether you talk about apartheid in South Africa, whether you talk about the civil rights movement in America in the 50s and 60s, you know, and even talking about Gandhi during his time, whether it be in South Africa or in, in India, the idea of that radical, genuine civil disobedience through the spirit of Christ and through the spirit of love is where we have we have to arrive at this point. We have no other option anymore because if we continue to acquiesce, it's not going to be good. It just isn't. So uh, I was just going to say that, like something we've been doing the last couple weeks, really, but it's very difficult is praying for our leadership in our country. You know, I uplifted up President Trump in this administration in prayer for a long time, and it's been easy because his policies align with what I think is right. But praying for the other side, I'm just being completely honest and transparent here. It's not a easy because I disagree with pretty much every single thing that they say and stand for. But ultimately, our greatest hope for a change is that they change. What I'm hearing you say, Norm, is that Winnie the Pooh's governmental policies are not liking to you. Uh, yes, I do not like Winnie the Pooh. People call Xi Jinping Winnie the Pooh in China. Like, the image of Winnie the Pooh is banned in China because he looks like Winnie the Pooh. I and did not know that. I'm not, yeah, that's why I said that. Like, seriously, if you Google him, look up Xi Jinping and Winnie the Pooh, and you will see in China, you can't even look up a picture of Winnie the Pooh. Like, he's Winnie the Pooh is completely banned in outlaw in China. I'm not even joking. It's kind of like Donald Trump in America. Ooh. Just hey. saying. Donald Trump is America's Winnie the Pooh. He's banned everywhere is what I'm saying. <laughs> well, they're both orange, so. Well, that too. I mean. <laughs> well, Norm, to, to get back in, like, the scripture passages we've talked about is from... Hey, John, that's weird. That glass looks half full to me. Wow. Now that you mention it, it is half full. From Psalm 75, 7, it talks about how God is the judge. He's the one who decides what will be important. He lifts up one person and brings down another. That ties into also what we were talking about last week. We were talking about like David and, and uh, Saul and how David had to show reverence to basically an immoral king who was trying to kill him. David understood that I can't do anything if I'm not behaving in the parameters that are good God, the, the only in, you know perfect person. But Billy's got some... And here's the difference. This is why this is so important we're talking about this. He didn't have to. He chose to. Well, David. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, Absolutely. like, in the scripture talking about, he had plenty of opportunities yeah. well, to... Well, there was the cave incident where his men right. had Saul dead to rights. And right. David said, you will not touch God's anointing right. because and, but, he, he got it. Exactly. And that's where the heart of this is coming from, because I genuinely believe that the freedoms that we now have are going to begin to dissipate at a rapid pace. And the scary thing is, is that in the face of that opposition, we've been saying this for a long time, you can acquiesce and go along with it, or... 
I hope, I genuinely hope that people through the spirit of Christ empowering, emboldening, and protecting and leading them would stand up in love and in civil disobedience defy this evil, tyrannical, Luciferian globalist spirit. More God. God. They may take our lives, but they'll never take our freedom. Freedom. Oh, if it were only that easy. I'm taking my face blue. Jason. <laughs> <laughs> Matthew 5, 43 through 48, NIV. You have heard that it is said, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, that you may be children of your Father in heaven. He causes his son to rise on the evil and the good. He sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. If you love those who love you, what reward will you get? Are not even the tax collectors doing that? And if you greet only your own people, what are you doing more than others? Do not even pagans do that? Be perfect. Therefore, as your heavenly father is perfect. I think this actually amplifies exactly what we were just talking about. This is really a hard thing. Like genuinely, this is a difficult thing. I find myself wanting to just Hulk Hogan, that knee drop thing, or the when he used to fall on people with his left ass cheek and yeah, the leg drop. Uh, I just find myself like like a log drop. More like well, I did that this morning twice, but none Nonetheless, um, boom. Fire two shots. Nonetheless, um, this is such a hard thing. I really genuinely, because like I said, I just feel like I, you know, it's funny. I watched men in black this week. And I haven't seen it in so long. There's a scene where Tommy Lee Jones takes this little dog. That's supposed to be an alien. He just shakes the ever loving crap out of him, And it's just like, I was thinking, Oh my gosh, I would really love to do that to some people. <laughs> But wait a minute, dude. Now we're going to be banned by PETA. Thanks, yeah, Bill. Thanks. As if we didn't have enough enemies. People eating tasty animals? Nonetheless. Oh, so, oh. bro, we're getting sued. Sue me for what? <laughs> Go ahead. Sue Touch me, me and I'll sue. Sue me for what? You knocked him down. Why don't you try knocking me down now? Oh, that's impressive. That was pretty good. That was pretty good. Hey, Tommy, I didn't hear no bell. <laughs> one more run. Damn, that's like the worst one. I can't wait to watch it now. I'm all pumped yeah, up. I know. I'm like, like I want to go watch it. All right. So anyway, um, I just think like there's an overriding theme that we keep hearing from this. And that, frankly, is the temptation to just love and not allow that visceral, barbaric, savage part of especially men just unleashed on people. That was nice to hear. Well said, Bill. Well said. You're right, though, because we have a duct tape sound thing for a reason. Because every time someone like AOC or Pelosi opens their mouth, she was special this week. Oh, what I hear is this in my head. She, she knows how to read? Well, I mean, I am assuming a little bit there, but no, I, it is that has been my biggest challenge, I think, all year long, is loving the way that Christ demonstrated for us to love. All year long? That's why well, you last, are a better person than I am. When you read that last passage, I mean, it, it cuts me. It, what do you say? Cuts me, cuts me, cuts me deep. Cuts me deep, right? It's a challenge. Now, I'm not going to lie about it. We're flawed cast for a reason. We're flawed individuals. I have a real hard time with that. I have a hard yeah. time loving the way that Christ loves. So when you read right. that, it's like, oh, my flesh is, is fighting it. I, I really, I get it. My spirit understands that that's absolutely the truth. Right. Exactly. My flesh is telling me it's crazy because, you know, I'm a pretty calm person, but lately it's been harder to reel that in. I would say that you're probably the most level-headed person here. I, I would give you that. Well, let me tell you what. All you need is... Looking. Fire two shots. Just fire two shots. Just in the air. Not even anything. Just in the air. That's all you need. That's all you Double need. Double barrel shotgun. That's all you need. If I were to own a weapon, if I were, 
Not saying I am, but if I were, I would take his uh, advice. Dude, I can't believe this. Norm and I went fishing in Lake Erie the other day, and we had guns. We took them with us because we were cleaning our guns while we were fishing, and they all fell overboard in the bottom of the lake now. Lost all my guns. Well, A, I'm ashamed that you're one of my best friends and you had a gun. But B, that's a tragedy. Yeah. Jeez. No. So what you're saying is you polluted Lake Erie. Yes, by accident. It was so an accident. Not, yeah. not only is Peter going to sue us, but the EPA is going to sue us too. Son of a... Thanks. Thanks, Jason. <laughs> so I got a question. Yes. This is a little off subject, but on the pollution of Lake Erie, if they put up windmills out in Lake Erie like they're talking about doing, they're also not just powered by wind, but by electricity. Wouldn't that be pollutants to Lake Erie with all the steel and metal and cables? The ironic thing about wind power is that those blades are like the worst thing for the environment. All joking aside, you can't make them out of any kind of metal, aluminum, steel, or anything. You have to use fiberglass. It's the only thing light and durable enough to make those out of, but they're not biodegradable you can't and, recycle and they don't them. last no they don't so literally there's landfills and landfills of these turbine blades We're that you burying them you know, so, so aoc and the whole green oh, wait. the whole new green deal which is going to be thrust upon us folks get ready to trade in your carbon producing earth killing gas guzzler for a, a new lean mean green electric car all right let's serve the cats and let's get uh let's get it going here johnny i i believe where we left off was matthew 6 verses 1 through 4 from the new international version be careful not to practice your righteousness in front of others to be seen by them. If you do, you will have no reward from your Father in heaven. So when you give to the needy, do not announce it with trumpets as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and on the streets to be honored by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you give to the needy, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing so that your giving may be in secret. Then your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. You know, this is something that we don't talk about a lot often, but one of the things, really, that genuinely crease me is this whole virtue signally thing that it doesn't matter what side of the aisle you're on. I see so many people do this. It that get the camera ready. Yeah, yeah. that just enrages me. And, and one of the things like we are called flawedcast is because I, I'll just give you an example. Someone baited me into a discussion, and I just all I said to this person after listening to what they you said got is, hooked, "Didn't you?" I did. I. Uh, but anyway, damn it, Bill. All I said to this person was, I wish I had the moral ground to stand on that you do. You are obviously a way better person than I'll ever ascribe to be. So yeah, and, I used to tell my kids when uh, someone would pick them, just look at them and thank them. Just be like, thanks, man. I appreciate that. Like, don't be sarcastic. Just be like, thanks, appreciate it. Thanks. And you'll piss him off so bad. Because, well, that goes back to the whole day of like loving your enemy. Right. You know, um, it works. It does. Normie. Stormy Norman. Matthew 6, 22 <laughs> to 23. The eye is the lamp of the body. If your eyes are healthy, your whole body will will be full of light. But if your eyes are unhealthy, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light within you is darkness, how great is that darkness? Explanation mark. You know what's interesting is to get even a little more deeper on spiritual things. One of the things that you can always tell, and some of these people were discussing, look at their eyes. Look at the faces that this maniacal, Joker-esque villainy that just reeks off of them. And I, I'm serious. One of the ways that you can just tell is, like you said, the eye is the lamp of the body. And you can see, literally, you can look into someone's eye and see if their essence, their soul, their being, their spirit is full of light or full of darkness. Oh. What was that movie with Denzel Washington? Fallen. Fallen. You touch the next person. The spirit. And the spirit ah, transfer. Yeah. And right, their eyes, right? Every time yeah. you touch someone, you see their eyes change. Well, that's exactly it. I mean, I could tell you're you... absolutely right, though. I could tell you a story. One time I was praying for somebody... 
and I was looking right in their eye and you know a human eye blinks vertically well I looked right in their eye and there was a horizontal blink behind that eye and it turned black like black as night yeah. and I was like okay I'm not in Kansas anymore so and that's just a little bit of the story that I didn't really ever get into here but when I'm talking down on a seat and you know so that, wasn't that from down. Ghostbusters? No, that was from my real life. Anyway, nonetheless, um, my point being is that there are deep spiritual truth oh, and, and spiritual secrets that when you talk about spiritual acuity, these are the things I'm really talking about because this is how we're going to be able to know these things. This is how we're going to be well, able to detect that couple of what we talked about last week, like the fruits of the spirit. What are mm-hmm. they putting out there? Judge right. it by their fruits. Right, exactly. I'll do this next one. This you is your real mention. I try it. Matthew 6, 24. No one can serve two masters. Either you will hate the one and love the other or you will be devoted to the one and despise the other you cannot serve both god and money so once again we're talking about power system we're talking about influence and all that stuff obviously the love of money and the the abuse of money it's not having money it's the love of money Again, this is why I love how the Amish live. Yeah, well, like, because uh, they uh, don't. Was that that movie with Harrison Ford? Oh, witness. Because that's what, exactly what's happening in this country right now. It's all about money. It's all about power, and that's why we need more God. There it is. All right, Jason, go ahead and get the next one. Oh. Matthew seven one through two NIV. Do not judge, or you too will be judged. For in the same way you judge others, you will be judged, and with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Johnson. Matthew seven verses three through five from the New International Version. Why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye. How can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye, when all the time there is a plank in your own eye? You hypocrite. First, take the plank out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. Also, by the way, Plank Eye was a pretty good 90s Christian rock band. Just throw that out there. Yeah. Well, I think this goes back to, you know, we're talking about having moral high ground and all that. And that's... Yeah. How much on display, and I don't want to get myself going because I've had to fight my flesh on this all week. When they're talking about the, the storming of Capitol Hill. The riots. When they completely disregard an entire year of looting and vandalism and burning down police stations and, and libraries and murder. At murder, you're not wrong. And rape. Taking over an entire city and, you know, we don't care about statues. All right, I'm going to I'm pull away before I get going. Goodbye, well, YouTube. The, the, sound off over here. the hypocrisy. That's a lot of plank guy going on. Yeah. Well. So we're going to call it for now on plank guy. Uh, Normie. Matthew 7, 13 through 14. Enter through the narrow gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the road that leads to destruction, and many enter through it. But small is the gate and narrow the road that leads to life, and only a few find it. This one, I, you know, it's honestly so hard for me, and I, I know you guys can relate, and I, I want to hear your thoughts. I saw a meme this week that said the people who are calling certain people rioters and insurrectionists and unpatriotic whatever are the people who believe that there are more than two genders or you know like just this whole litany of things that right on willie it isn't even about conservative liberalism it's just about common sense what did you just say well right oddly enough i'm rereading common sense by thomas Paine, and it's just such an invigorating book but i think that there's a lot of people that and i'm very careful as i say this because i don't i don't want to be that guy I, i really try hard not to be but i think there's a lot of people that genuinely think they're on the right side of history and i thank you bring me right back don't know if they are and i've honestly been really checking myself this 
week to make sure like what Jesus said here in all these verses is our litmus test of where is the motive of our heart. And even when I go somewhere and I don't wear a mask, I don't do it out of disrespect for an organization or a business, I should say, or to make somebody feel uncomfortable or if somebody genuinely believes that this disease with a 99.89% survival rate is the biggest killer of our time. I don't want to be disrespectful, but I also am not wanting to throw my lot in with them. And it's hard for me to genuinely separate that one leads to the other. It, it really is. So I'm genuinely struggling with this. And because I want to combat tyranny through the most effective means and weapon that we have, which is love, which is the constant showing of love. And even if we have dogs leashed on us, even if we have fire hoses leashed on us or pepper spray or you know whatever the case may be, the idea of that reckless and dangerous love through civil disobedience that if there's violence that is perpetrated against us, that's genuinely hard. It seriously is. And I wouldn't say anything to anybody that I haven't already contemplated or in my heart dealt with before. Well, I want to speak on the topic of COVID real quick. All right. It's actually a lot more serious than I thought. Um, it was just brought to my attention this week. Do you guys remember Siegfried and Roy? So Roy was attacked by the tiger, mauled, and uh, he survived a tiger attack. But uh, COVID took him. So he did survive a tiger attack, um, lived 11 years after the tiger attack until, uh, until COVID came in and thrashed his body and, and took him away at a young 75. And what's really crazy, this is how I know it's really bad shit, is Siegfried died of COVID this month at like 80. So... So they're both gone. They're both gone. I mean, COVID gone is running soon. rampant. Are you serious, Clark? Uh, I'm going to read a couple of quotes. It's not always the same thing to be a good man and a good citizen. Aristotle. So They don't mean the same like thing? That. Not always. That's interesting. Think about that. Let nice, that simmer. It makes me think of Trump. It truly reminds me of, I know and I'll say this, but being a father, because you have to do things you don't want to do sometimes. It doesn't always mean being nice. That's right. Jason, I'm going to ask you to read this For quote. Sure. Civil disobedience, as I put it to the audience, was not the problem. Despite the warnings of some that it threatened social stability, that it led to anarchy. The greatest danger, I argued, was civil obedience, the submission of individual conscience to governmental authority. Such obedience led to the horrors we saw in totalitarian states and in liberal states. It led to the public's acceptance of war whenever the so-called democratic government decided on it. In such a world, the rule of law maintains things as they are. Therefore, to begin the process of change, to stop a war, to establish justice, it may be necessary to break the law, to commit acts of civil disobedience, as Southern Black did, as anti-war protesters did. Howard Zinn. The last one here I'm going to read, and this one I came across the other day, there are no political solutions for spiritual problems. Steve Quayle said that, and what we are facing, it goes back to the idea of a war of attrition, and it goes back to what Jesus' whole life was dedicated to, and what I believe this hour history that we are occupying, we're really going to have to re- reconsider and shift how we operate in things that we used to take for granted. And I'm sorry, we're, we're seeing it now. The idea of free speech is free if you tow whatever party line. If if you are going along with that Howard Zinn quote, if you're going along with civil obedience, which ushers in totalitarianism, the liberal state, as it if were. If you're an ass kisser. Warning! Warning! Go down for the city! Sound off! Yeah! <clears throat> My 
Well, we all seen those people in life. Oh, yes, Bill, I love everything you do. Yes. Oh, you're pretty, Bill. Oh, yeah. Bill, your fart smells so good, Bill. So when someone says to me, what is the solution? What do we do moving forward? This is what we have to do. We have to civilly disobey. Actually, Norm sent me a text the other day. I was sitting here editing the episode, and it talked about the idea of what I took from it is it talked about the idea of fighting in community, not in your community, but in a community of people that you have allegiances with, that you have oaths with, and that you can trust to have your back. And and that's all fueled and inspired by Holy Spirit guiding us in this time, in this hour history. And the hard thing is, is that I could look at things and I could say, well, if A, B, and C were to occur, things that people hate now and are dreading would just literally come to an overnight end. But that's not going to happen. It's the idea of civil obedience. We always talk about the man in the arena or, uh, you know, the man in the watchtower that, like William Wallace, you know, William Wallace was alone, effectively. He had two really good friends that were by his side, but he was backstabbed and betrayed and well he did throw a rock and hit his friend in the freaking face (laughs) early in the movie yeah but he but he deserved it all right i'm just saying i've never hit you in the face of the rock bill it was amish yes (laughs) that guy i should have remembered the rock (laughs) i should have nice but um so i mean i don't know i i'd love to hear you guys thoughts on this but for me i i think this is where where we really need to start to consider and things are coming i genuinely believe the removal things are here they're not coming they're happening well they're here. thank you thank they're you here we talk about it's going to continue and disobedience i mean not to sound like uh super spiritual here but i'm just saying like when i hear those two words like i i gotta like align those things with scripture you know what I mean? I'd rather disobey our government and disobey the man than disobey the word of God. I mean, and that's what ultimately it comes down to. Mm-hmm. And that's why I've been praying for our leaders, because, you know, the Bible commands us to pray and lift up our leaders, you know. And if I was willing to pray for President Trump, I got to be willing to pray, you know, if I'm going to walk and be who I Love say that I am, you know, I can Love disagree enemy. with them. And even if they're coming after me or coming after my rights and my freedoms, ultimately, if I mean, if Joe Biden or Pelosi or AOC, if they all gave their hearts to Christ, I mean, that's the ultimate reward for all of us, really. Yay! Bill's like, yeah, that's a bunch of crap, Norm. (laughs) No, no, it's not. You're 100% right. But I think as we've all been very transparent, none of us are there right now. You know, like when... I'm not saying it's easy. No, not at all. I force myself to pray for them. Like, like I'm not sitting here saying that I'm Uh, some kind of guy. He's the most perfect person on Flawedcast. Is that what you're saying, Norm? Yeah. Just kidding. All right, what are your final thoughts, Mr. John? Oh, I have a few. I figured. Uh, I, you know, more God, I got, I got, I got thoughts, but I'm still trying to reel them in here. No, I, I think it's important to try and continue to feed our spirits and try and deny our flesh. That's my mission. More God. It's all I got. It's all I got. Kill the flesh, feed the spirit. All right. So I got two final thoughts. One is more God, of course, more God. My other is a, uh, it's a message. You know who I'm talking to out there? I know you listen to this whole thing just so you can get to this message. So just remember the sun sets and the sun rises. Grass can be green, but it can also be brown. Mud puddles are wet. The chair is against the wall. Water's wet, sky's blue. All right, so in all seriousness, I want to thank you guys for listening. Make sure you share because we sharing is caring, and we've been defanged many, many ways. So we just need you guys to share. Please subscribe. We are currently everywhere you can listen to podcasts: Spotify, Apple, Flawedcast, CLE, Flawedcast. Uh, you can find us, I think, still on YouTube and on Rubble Flooding. Right now, our social media platforms are Facebook and Twitter. As of now, uh, we are on Gab. 
And uh, John, we are on MeWe. <laughs> so uh, our website's flawedinc.com. Info at flawedinc.com is our email address. I still am doing my daily vlogs, my flawed vlogs. So uh, please check those out. But About 10 hours of editing a day on, on this. I, yeah, I, that's what I do. Uh, it's a soul sucking siege that I will never tell you guys fully of. But nonetheless, <laughs> uh, uh, that being said, this is Bill every day. I am out here for you. Uh, yeah, yeah, pretty much. So, uh, with that being said, uh, when you hear this, there will be a new regime. It's a new day in America, and uh, <laughs> this is the end. Wake up, my only friend. The end. My ultimate goal in life is to be sniffed by Joe Biden. It's on the record now.